Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. Dean, we're not youngsters anymore, are we? Mm-mm. No. Why you got to remind me of that? Well, okay. every now and then it's important to just remember where you are in the life cycle. <laughs> yes. Maturing nicely, I, I like I to I literally it, went yes. to my doctor a few weeks ago and just told him about various random health issues oh, I've had yes. over the last Your few list months. is getting longer. Yeah, and he basically mm-hmm. just said to me, well, you're 45. You're getting old. I'm like... <laughs> Like, thanks, Doc. Oh, thanks. That's I appreciate exactly that. what I wanted to hear. He's been my doctor for like 20 plus years, so he's allowed to do that. Okay, yeah. Point. He's allowed to rib so, you a little bit. But let's be honest. We're probably a little bit closer to retirement than we oh, yeah. are to our childhood. Oh, 100%. School age yes, days. Yes, yes, yes. And we're tech savvy guys, too. We are, yes. So if at some point in the future we find ourselves in some kind of senior living facility, mm-hmm. assisted care, long-term Highly likely. care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. We're going to expect some quality technology to be there, too, we, aren't we? Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't want to, you know, like a, whatever, a tablet and. And, and and you know writing materials and so I want technology to follow me wherever you I. You mean go. like an actual paper tablet? Paper right? tablet. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that demand is, is actually here already yes. because you know we got an older generation so. that has yeah. become accustomed to technology over the last you know twenty years or so. Yep, yep. That expectation's there, and not always the facilities themselves aren't always up to date. Yeah, good point. Uh, so it can be, and that stuff can be very beneficial to the health and well-being of seniors. We discovered a lot about that during mm. COVID. We'll talk more about that oh, in a moment. Yeah, right. Particularly remote engagement, which is our kind of our ah, core topic today. Yes, yes. Uh, so we have Kian Sinei on with us from yes. uh, Independa. Yes. He's going to help us dive a little bit into remote engagement for senior health. We're going to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about his experience and why he founded his company and how relevant this became during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of the technology that's available for senior living and, mm-hmm. and how it meets their health care needs. Good. Uh, we'll get into the pitch. You know, how do you go out to senior oh, how do you make long-term some money care? Yeah, how do you yes, make money okay. off of this? Right. Yeah, What's, yeah, what yeah, do yeah. you... What should you be asking What's about? What should message? you be saying? Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then we'll get a little overview of Independence Platform as well. Nice, so. nice, nice, nice. All that plus our usual value of the VAR and what's tech connecting with us. It's time to plug in and get connected. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. mentioned our guest today is Kian Sanei from Independa. He is the founder and CEO of the company. So if anyone's going to know anything about this world, it's going to be him. Yes. (laughs) We got a good one here. Exactly. Kian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I know we're going to get into more about the, you know, what led you to Independa, but just give us a little background on you. Uh, First off, it's great to be with you, John and Dean. Um, It's going to be a fun uh, chat session together in your podcast. So my background is uh, I'm a tech guy through and through um, computer science, undergrad and grad, went to Bell Labs, and I've been involved in uh, software my whole life. And um, Independent was founded once uh, I left the last um, company I was with, which was called WebSense. And um, it's now 13 years ago. I can't believe it. You talked about getting older (laughs) over time. Uh, the first time LinkedIn congratulated me on my 10th anniversary of Independent, I was like, no, it can't be 10 years. Now I'm, I just saw 13 years and it's normal. So, um, so, so the, the reason the company was founded was uh, there really were no appropriate, adequate uh, technology solutions, platforms, uh, aids, you name it, that helped someone age wherever they want it to be, longer, safer, more comfortably. And um, we can share more details later, but that's uh, that's my background in, in a nutshell, tech and software. And um, I saw my parents take care of my mom's parents over time before I founded Independa. I didn't think about Independa at the time, but when the time came to look at what uh, what to do next, I realized there's such a huge opportunity and such an underserved market that uh, that it was a natural fit. Yeah, definitely. Well, then let's let's do get, get a little further into that because you you mentioned in your bio on the Independent website that your own experiences with elder care is what really led you to found them. So tell us a bit more about that and how and how relevant the whole remote engagement thing has become, especially after these last couple of years in the pandemic. Sure. So when you think about uh, what's going on today, and 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 uh, this was the case 13 years ago, also today we have uh, over 50 million people. When you think about it. Uh, that are providing informal care to someone who is 50 years or older and looking to stay independent. Not 65 and older, older, not 85, but 50 years. 
And the implication there is that person is living alone. That's really important because uh, if you are if you're living with someone else, you may need care. But typically, the person who is higher functioning is essentially the caregiver of the other person. So as long as you have one person who can take care of the other, even if both might be, you know, maybe in need of some support, you have someone that you can count on to take care of someone else locally right there with them. But a lot of times people get widowed. uh, We're all living longer. People might get divorced and um, your social circle starts collapsing and somebody might take the car keys away as well. And now suddenly you're living alone. You can't go to church as much or if at all. Uh, people around you may not be around as much because you're getting older in your years. And suddenly somebody who is maybe your daughter or your son is trying to take care of you, not just from down the street potentially, but maybe a few states away, maybe thousands of miles away. And so that's really the problem that was uh, an epidemic back then. And it's that much worse now, particularly because of COVID. But in general, it was an epidemic before COVID. I would agree. I mean, I was watching, I was reading an article, actually, that that showed the amount of alone time and per, you know, age range, if you will. And it was one of those charts that kind of moves and animates because, you know, I I like those kind of charts. And but it was really, truly fascinating to watch that, you know, after 50, the alone time just increases and it increases and everything that you just said, Keanu, I mean, in the sense that, you know, uh, your maybe your friends, your friend bubble starts collapsing and in your work bubbles start collapsing a little bit and you just don't have that many people that you're interacting with and the alone time just goes Mm -hmm. up and up Mm -hmm. and up and that creates you know mental right uh mental issues it's creating all kinds of things that i think a lot of us have learned during the covid pandemic uh but to your point it was it was an issue before but man is it an issue now uh, even more so so yeah yeah definitely Mm -hmm. you know i find it interesting i I was on a webinar yesterday where somebody mentioned that apparently the latest statistic is we've reached this tipping point where we have more people in the world over the age of 65 than under the age of five. Whoa, really? So, and, and we knew we were kind of heading that direction yeah. just because birth rates have gone down a little yep. bit over the last you know decade or so. But yep. but man, that's that's a, a, a shocking figure when that you stop is. and think about it and realize that how many people then are out there that you know are potentially of an age where they do potentially need some care or yep. they're maybe struggling to live independently. I never experienced with my mom. I'm always on this you know cusp of what do we do next kind of thing because mm-hmm. she's still relatively functional on her mm-hmm. own, but there's enough things that concern me that I'm yep. you know I'm in that right. gray area right now to figure stuff out. Yeah, and it, and it is it's very hard you know and it's and it's in and she's lucky that she's got me fairly close by mm-hmm. at least, but I'm also an only child and mm-hmm. you know so there's there's a lot of stuff there to to juggle and a lot of folks that are trying to sort this out. And let's be honest, you know, senior care and, and long-term care and the facilities that are out there are a little bit understaffed. Mm-hmm. They might be under-equipped, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and they're frankly very expensive. So, mm-hmm. you know, some, there's gotta be some kind of breaking point. And, and, and I'm kind of hoping that some of the technology we're going to talk about is this kind of stuff that can Helps. help, you know, yeah. get people over the edge or help get people where they're supposed to be. So, so let's get into some of that then, Kiana. Um, how does technology like, let's say remote monitoring, virtual care, patient engagement tools, how does it help with these issues like readmissions, chronic conditions that people are trying to manage as they get older, mental health, uh, or simply getting patients, especially the elderly, to actually keep up with their health care needs? Yeah, I'm writing the individual ones that you just mentioned just so I cover them um, because each one itself is a huge area. So let me just, you know, sort of uh, do some uh, free flow of ideas. When you think about uh, our cost of healthcare in our country right now, uh, it's approaching 20% of our GDP. And so that's unsustainable to begin with, just, just in terms of pure medical costs. That's not the informal care, by the way. That's not you taking care of your mom. That's not the informal caregivers running around doing things on their own with their own time. So, and, and by the way, that's also not private pay care. That's not home care. That's not independent living. That's not assisted living. That's actual medical costs. So when you have 80% of medical costs, we're over 50% greater than the next industrial nation providing care. So it's already huge. When you think about that 20%, you look at almost 80% of that is chronic condition management. So you asked about chronic care. So if you look at that and say, how do we reduce our healthcare costs? One simple way is if we can just bend that curve a little bit, chronic condition, then you reduce overall healthcare. Now, when you think about who has chronic conditions, typically it's older adults. 
So then you think about what else is going on with older adults that are very damaging, both psychologically and medically, cost-wise, all that. Isolation. And we touched on it when we started the program. So isolation leading to loneliness, which leads to literally clinical depression. So we have things which are shameful, but things like suicide rates and alcoholism and all sorts of other anguish in you know the golden generation that we have. And um, it's sort of the underbelly of care that we don't talk about. And why is that happening is because uh, I was just presenting at a conference. I asked everyone in the big, huge room, uh, how many people have not had human contact for a week or more ever in their life? And not a single hand went up because we're just not used to that. We've always had human contact. But you get to a point where, like we talked about earlier, your social circle might have collapsed. Your friends may not be able to visit. You may not have that many friends. You might have had a, a small family to begin with. Maybe you don't even have children. Maybe you never had children. Maybe you had one child and maybe they passed, God forbid. So at the end of the day, you might be alone. And if you're alone and no one's calling you and you have no one to call, um, you could go days and weeks on end without human contact. And so then you think about what does that do? That's clinically proven to lead to depression, but that's also clinically proven to lead to self-neglect, to medication neglect, to recidivism into the system that, of course, leads to additional costs and anguish and all that. So you have people that literally call ER and have some issue only for the ambulance to come in and take them so they can have contact with someone in the ER staff. That's how bad some situations are. So if we can have some sort of a benefit to bring engagement to that person where they may not have someone with them right there. And by the way, what are they doing all day if they're lonely and isolated? Probably watching TV. Yeah. That's what my mom does. (laughs) Watching TV. And the reason is more than just, you know, a good guess. It's physically and emotionally, we need to hear the human voice. Even if we're not talking to someone, to be able to hear the human voice, see the human person do something in front of us and just be engaged that way, even though it's you know on a TV screen, it's better than silence. It's better than just music. So that engagement is that valuable. So if you're watching TV all day long just to have some sort of social, at least facsimile, what we've done with Independent is we've said, okay, let's take that device and let's turn it from a commodity appliance into a bi-directional engagement window to the world. Let's have people, whether they're informal caregivers, if you're lucky enough to have friends and family, or staff who may be looking to take care of you, but may not be able to be with you all day long, uh, to be able to engage with you. And you know, the last point there is, there is a big difference in the size of the screen, and there's also a big difference in the technology that you can use that you can be comfortable, versus maybe a smaller you know, phone that you may not even be able to see, or a computer with passwords and virus scans and software updates, or a tablet that might get dropped, screen may be still small. If you want to do exercises, how can you do that with a tap? So all these other reasons, you know, led us and Independa to get onto the TV screen. Yeah. And that's one of those, this is a good application of the technology, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we've talked about telehealth and we'll get into that and maybe some of the other things uh, that the technology is enabling. But when you think about the human contact, uh, and that's a really good point, Kian, and I I believe that's why you've made a relationship with one of our suppliers, LG, uh, in, in, in the product that you're, that you've went to market there kind of enabling that, right? I mean, the older population, they, yeah, I'm telling you, my mom doesn't, doesn't react well to the, to this small right, device, right, right. you know, this mobile iPhone when we FaceTime her and right. stuff like that eh, kind of works, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, she would rather be in front of the TV and, uh, with a larger camera and just a better overall experience. Right, but, right. but it is fascinating how that, you know, that definitely helped during the pandemic. I think everybody now has a much better appreciation for the, the human contact. Now, look, it's not the best through through a TV, you know, compared to in-person stuff, right. but man, does it help a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, in, yeah. in enabling that kind of technology. So uh, is that where you kind of the, the bend that you're going down here, Keon, is the, is the sense of trying to enable this, right? This connection through through that device, you know, you're a large screen TV uh, that is enabling this contact for family members, and caregivers to to connect, right? You're exactly right. Um, The collection of services and benefits and offerings, when you put them all together, it's really an ecosystem. So you think about um, a concept of social engagement. So that's where the friends and family come in. Uh, Or neighbors, you know, you might have others in a community, whether it's a virtual community, like a home care 
environment or a CCRC at home, or it could be a physical community where you have walls and a senior living community, independent living, assisted living, et cetera. Or you might have clinical care. So our platform is HIPAA compliant, FDA class one, so you can have a doctor come in, you can have a nurse come in. Uh, today we have 24-7 access to doctors, 24-7 access to dentists, 24-7 access to mental health. We're adding other things like physical therapy, uh, veterinarian support. So you have a pet. Uh, you already have a challenge, maybe whether it's the weather or whether you're rural or whether you don't drive anymore to get to the vet. And, you, you know, the cat probably doesn't want to go or the dog may not have a, you know, a fun time at the vet or the cage may be too heavy. So what if the vet can come to you right on your TV or just doing exercises? So there's a physical aspect. A lot of times if you move your body, if you just simply do physical movement for five minutes a day, that could be the biggest impact on your health. When you think about it, you and us and all of us, you, we walk, we go to work, we come back, we go shopping. But if you're in your home and somebody's delivering food maybe for you, maybe just increasing your heart rate within five minutes, moving, flexing things. So again, doing that in front of this big screen is a big deal. And then I'll mention from your uh, bar standpoint, it's not just about the person that we're just talking about because there's an organization uh, oftentimes a business, sometimes not a business. It could be a not-for-profit uh, faith-based organization. And they have operational challenges. They have staffing challenges. They have efficiency challenges. So what if we also address those with the same platform where you can do things like the community calendars, all the activities that you set up for that person, show up on the TV. I can search on, on those and I can get reminded on them once I pick the ones I want to go to. Uh, and if the TV is off or I don't see the reminder, I get a phone call. What if uh, surveys can be delivered to me this way? So somebody doesn't have to come in with a clipboard and sit by my bed and, and ask me questions. What if uh, the menus are there and menus and food are a big item if I'm going to be basically dining in the same place for potentially the rest of my life? So every day I want to look at the menu. I want to be get excited about the food. What if that can be delivered right in front of me instead of me having to go somewhere else to see it, which might not even be available uh, as a convenient way? What if I can do work orders right there so I don't have to necessarily wait for someone to come and take that worker from me if the light's out or there's an appliance that's broken? And you add all these efficiency components to the operation with especially this, um, I don't know how long people might watch this podcast down the road, hopefully. Uh, it's going to not make sense to talk about the great resignation. <laughs> right, right now we're going to great resignation. Hopefully it's an old term very soon. But there's staffing challenges in, in senior living communities. And so already you had efficiency challenges and benefits for solutions like ours. But now you end up having less people to do more. And so in addition to the social engagement, the clinical engagement, all the other benefits, now you have operational benefits, efficiency with staff, efficiency uh, and effectiveness with staff. So I'll pause there. And then you have the health component too, like tying in with thresholds and alerts around maybe chronic condition management. If I want to monitor mom, let's say in an independent living community from the outside, the community doesn't have the staff to do it. They don't have the mandate. They are not allowed to provide clinical support, but the platform allows the daughter to better take care of mom from a distance. So that's that's another big component. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit, Keon, that, that health monitoring. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it a lot in the in the executive summit that we just had as well recently. Um, the, you know, that that is a growing market, right? Uh, there's definitely a trend in healthcare to to enable the monitoring, the you know, just healthcare being delivered at home in place in order to, you know, for efficiencies, yes, but also to mitigate some of the issues around transporting people back and forth. Uh, and the ability to do that. So it sounds like you are not only you know agreeing to that trend, but also developing technologies to enable that, uh, correct? You're absolutely right. And, and there's, there's a huge nuance there that I want to share with the audience. There's a difference between the consumerization of healthcare and the medicalization of the consumer. Those are two very different things that a lot of times people conflate, but they shouldn't. So your bars, in my opinion, could play a key role in the consumerization of healthcare trend, which is where things are going. The medicalization of the consumer uh, is very different in the sense that that's the medical establishment extending certain services and certain costs and certain benefits into the home. And those are still better than obviously in the institution, but they're still extremely expensive. And they're all about billable codes. 
and CMS, you know, codes and so forth. In our view, yeah, in our view, the consumerization of healthcare has to do with things like we hear population health, Medicare Advantage, value-based payments, hospital readmission penalties, ACOs, um, PACE programs, huge. So you end up having healthcare sort of come to the consumer and benefit from technology like Independa, where we can actually give visibility to your point, Dean, around how do I catch little things before they become big problems without having a nurse necessarily there or without even having a nurse call every day? How do I automatically get passive information that tells me of the 5,000 people I'm taking care of, these are the 50 I need to reach out to today. And, and it could be for various reasons. It could be because one of the 50, it's 2 p.m. and they haven't gotten out of bed yet. And that normally doesn't happen. Maybe they're not feeling well. Or maybe another one of the 50, maybe they got out of bed 10 times last night. Or another one, maybe went to the bathroom, didn't come out for two hours. And another one, they should have gotten on the scale every day and it's now three days they haven't gotten on the scale. So the person doesn't have to learn anything new, but the passive uh, really health and wellness aspect allows you to catch those little things before they become big problems. I like it. But I want to get a little bit more into, you know, the VAR side of this and kind of how they can go out and position mm, themselves mm -hmm. with with these facilities. But at first, there's a couple stats I wanted to toss out of here mm. because I think this kind of leads into this conversation. I think there's this attitude, and we've hinted at it ourselves, that older people don't want technology or they're not comfortable with technology. Mm -hmm. And yet, mm -hmm. you guys did a great survey in Independa about telehealth during the pandemic and, and expectations of it and what people thought of it. And, mm -hmm. I, and I found some really good statistics out of that. So, so when asked what features of telehealth were most comforting, 69.5% prefer the comfort and convenience of telehealth. Mm. Nearly two-thirds, 62.8%, shared they were thankful to save travel time. Mm -hmm. And over half, 55%, percent preferred telehealth in order to avoid contracting infectious diseases like COVID-19. So <laughs> even if necessarily maybe they weren't super comfortable with the technology, yeah, that's right. once it was given to them, yes. once it was provided, once yep. the option was there and they understood how to use it and started using it, mm -hmm. they quickly seem, it seems like more than half of people quickly recognize this is valuable and useful for me. So I think that kind of leads us into like the pitch, you know, and being able to, to have a good conversation with your end customers about why they should incorporate technology, especially if they have any kind of attitude of like, well, these folks yeah, aren't that really, inertia, right? yeah, they mm -hmm. don't really need this yet. Yeah. They're not interested in this kind of stuff. They have trouble with, you know, smartphones and whatnot. <laughs> so, so help us out there, Keon, tell us a little bit about the pitch. If you, if you were you and you are a reseller going into senior care, long-term care, any kind of assisted living facility where you're trying to help them out and sell some technology, you know, what would you be asking? What would you be telling them? What's the pitch? How can you help equate investing into these tools to help their business become more efficient and more profitable? Because at the end, that's a great way to sell. That's what they're going to care about more than you just trying to sell something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me answer that two ways. One is a quick, easy, simple way, which is get us involved. If it's your first or second or third time, we're happy to help. We're happy to do that with you. So you're comfortable that you really knock the ball out of the park when you're talking to the right people. But in general, what we would do is um, everyone has staffing challenges. Everyone has operational challenges. So there's two components. One is the resident engagement benefit, the resident quality of life benefit, which is very real, very important. Uh, the other one is really the operational ben benefit. And, you know, how do I do more with less? And you have to really hit both of those head on. And the platform that can give you both in a simple, easy way uh, is the winning platform. So on the resident side, we talked about social engagement. We talked about being able to see activities, we, quality of life. You can send, you receive pictures, you can receive messages. Um, but on the operational side, let me give an example of a short-term rehab, for instance, where the person might be there 29 days recovering from, let's say, hip surgery or something. Uh, and, and they wake up in the morning, they see the menu. They get to you know, decide what they like from that menu. They also uh, get a message from a physical therapist that says, I can see you uh, 30 minutes earlier today. Is that okay? And the physical therapist is running around all day, but they have a mobile app and they can just send that message. They can even speak into it and send that message out. So now there's no phone necessarily, but you know, the son from Italy is dialing in and doing a video chat with the person. And the son actually writes a letter to, and I'm, this is all anecdotal. These are, you know, actual things that happen. Writes a letter to the organization. Say, I got to know my mom better while she recovered in your community, in your uh, facility, than when she was at home. Now I get to video chat with her. We get to talk every day versus on the phone. 
So that's one. So if you can sort of show all the different benefits that come to that organization. Now, if you're an independent living, that could be different because there may not be a physical therapist calling in to change a schedule. But we talked about earlier, you can have a platform that allows that independent living group to empower friends and family of that individual to take care of their chronic conditions from a distance much better. So now the, everyone wants them to stay there longer, safer, and more comfortably. So uh, the daughter can call in and say, mom, uh, you got to step on that scale. I know you haven't stepped on the scale because I didn't get the digital readout. Or if it's an analog scale, they can say, hey, mom, uh, just step on the scale. Tell me how much you weigh. And then we get to keep track uh, trends of those. And if something is uh, alerted or a threshold goes off, the daughter can be notified. It doesn't have to be the IL staff. So that's why it's really important for the VAR to understand the components of the platform and different parts apply to different parts of the continuum of care. And we're happy to help them with that. Yeah, and that's the opportunity there, right? I mean, we've got a lot of solution integrators, resellers that that play in the healthcare space. Maybe they're just more comfortable in dealing with the hardware, mm -hmm. not getting into some of these other opportunities. But when you think about what Independa does and, and, and some of these type of platforms, and thank you for that, maybe we can drill in a little bit more about how it's a platform rather than just a you know standalone solution. Um, these This is kind of where things are moving, right? Right and, right? and the ability to weave in these multiple areas, uh, whether it's on the resident side or operational side, the arguments that you can make on either one uh, are, are good. And from a reseller standpoint, you really got to kind of start understanding some of those mm -hmm. and understanding how a solution like Independent fits in right. uh, to, to help enable that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, then I think we beat around the bush enough about, you know, what your platform kind of does and, and the hinting at it enough. So let's mm -hmm. let's give them the dive a little bit of the dive in here. Help give us a nice overview of what Independence remote management platform, as Dean put it, a platform, yeah. not just a one off kind of thing. Right. Explain a little bit more about how that works and, and, and how you go to market with facilities like this. Sure. And that's a great point. Uh, everyone tends to use the word platform loosely, but um, really the, there's a couple of. Uh, litmus tests around the platform. One is how easy is it to connect to other services and other devices in our case? So we integrate with multiple different health devices, with IoT devices. And if you don't need those, then no problem. The platform still does the social engagement. If, uh, if you don't have a community calendar program in your own organization, use, use ours, use our menuing. But if you do, then we actually integrate with those and you don't have to double enter anything. It just shows up. So the fact that we can bring things together as an engagement platform, the way I would use it as an analogy is we're comfortable with what an EMR is, what an EHR is, what a uh, ERP system is, what a CRM system is. Those are all platforms of different components tied together under one overarching benefit. No one has put together an engagement platform. So we put together an engagement platform. There's services that get engaged, there's benefits, there's deliverables, there's devices, and it's all about how do I reach this person whether it's down the hall or down the street or, you know, out in the country somewhere in a more efficient, more effective way for myself and them to help them stay there longer, either uh, delaying or eliminating the next stage or, um, you know, episode or entire stage of care. So uh, that's that's it at a high level. If I were to just print out and this doesn't have to be relevant to all the bars, but maybe some of the more technical ones, if we were to print our web services uh, summary document, it's 227 pages long. So that's why we're a platform. It, it's, and it really ties into the overall ecosystem of the customer. And I like oh. that through the partnerships you're also developing, correct? Uh, Kian, maybe you could talk a little bit. I mean, you already touched on it a little bit, uh, but your ability to tap into a physician's network, for example, right? Uh, through Media Orbis, I believe it is, or uh, for dental or even veteran care or veterinarian care, it sounds like, right? Uh, but, but really kind of bringing more of those engagement uh, assets to bear uh, on what the, what, the, what the end user would want it when, when I have in the platform, correct? Exactly. exactly. That's a great point. So um, as a platform, uh, you mentioned Mediorbis, they provide a 24-7 doctor as well as 24-7 mental health consultations. We have Dentulu, a leader in, 24, in denti dentist um, connections over, the, uh, over telehealth, so 24-7 through them. Uh, like you mentioned, we're looking to add veterinarian support, physical therapy. We also have, for the first time ever, WebMD medical-grade content coming available uh, through Independa to the consumer. So the consumer could be in a community or they could be in their home, but imagine the power of being able to actually get uh, medical grade, always refreshed, top of the line content around any issue you might have a concern about. So you come home from a hospital or a doctor visit 
no internet search is going to get you this content and now it's available to you or doing exercise videos in front of this big screen or getting faith-based videos from Coro Health. Uh, the exercise videos are from Spiro 100 uh, or getting music therapy that's clinically shown to help you with your memory for dementia patients. So it's that ecosystem and the platform concept of bringing the best of breed in a curated way um, to the individual. Yeah, that's really and cool. There's, and there's more like a pharmacy discount. You get pharmacy discount. You get uh, I'm, I'm missing a couple and we're always building. We're looking to build transportation, food delivery, e-commerce. Uh, some other things. Yeah. And for those organizations, and there's a ton of, I don't know the exact statistics around senior care and how many long-term, how many facilities are out there. More but and more every day. I can more and more yeah. every day. A lot of them are independent, don't have these kind of resources. Mm. But again, if you're a reseller that's selling into healthcare already, you kind of maybe already know some of these folks. You've installed some of their barcoding technology or, or something like that. Here's yet another angle that, yep. that you can bring to the table through this partnership with Independa uh, that you can offer up the platform yeah. And, yeah. and help them out. Yeah, I will say independence platform. I, I, I fell in love with it when I kind of was reading over everything. And it was one of those things I was like, I hadn't really thought about this. Mm, and yet mm. it feels like a no brainer. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, and I think what stood out to me is, again, I was thinking about my situation with my mom. Yeah. And I remember a couple of years back, I gave her a flip phone. Mm -hmm. I knew she wasn't going to be able to smartphones. So I was mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm going to give you a little flip cellular <laughs> flip phone. I will prepay for the wireless minutes, I have it all set up and ready for you. This is the cheapest, simplest old kind of phone you could possibly But now have. I can connect anytime. Yeah, anywhere. so that right. we can call each other. If you get lost, you can call me. Or like she struggled a little bit for a while getting to our new house after we mm -hmm. moved. So mm -hmm. I was like, hey, you can call me when you get to Kroger. I can come meet you. Or you can call me if you get lost on the way, that kind of stuff. Right. She couldn't handle it. Like it mm. just, she never could could grasp the usage of that phone and just eventually just gave up and threw it away at some point. <laughs> And, and I remember thinking like, wow, that's like, I don't know how much more basic I can get. But then I also, then I was reading over about independence platform. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like the one thing that she's always figured out how to do, no matter what level of technology it's moved up is the television. Yeah, she's right. not just streaming yet because we mm -hmm. haven't gotten into the whole Wi-Fi thing. Yeah. But she figured out DVR with no issue whatsoever with her cable. Right, right. She's the first person that will get a new remote for her cable box and yeah. sort it out. Like she's, she makes sure that she can see her television, mm -hmm. that she can watch her shows. And to your point earlier, that's the one thing that most older people, if they're not doing anything else, they're probably watching television. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing where I was like, man, like it's entirely possible that this kind of a platform for her would be the perfect thing because she's already very familiar with television and it would just be a little more intuitive for her to make her way around in this because it's sort of something she already knows and understands. So yeah. from that level alone, I think it's a, it's a, it's a great way to go out and, and explain it to, again, you know, if you have customers that are a little resident about it and you're like, mm -hmm, Hey, mm -hmm. how many of your residents do you typically find watching TV when you go to their room? How many of them gather together and watch TV together? And they're aware of this trend. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, they, they should they be. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, But nobody, I don't think anybody's walking in the door with a platform quite like this, Yeah, exactly. you know, and to enable some of these certain functionalities. It's uh, it's, it's really a one up yeah. that you, you would have right Keon? Yeah, you're exactly right those are great uh, stories and um, I have to give a shout out to LG so LG initially uh, commercial TVs had us embedded inside them now more recently the consumer TVs have us embedded inside them in a powerful way that nobody else on the planet has and no other TV manufacturer um, uh, the only other time I know of that they've done something like this is with Apple Airplay so you don't um, need to be on a channel. You don't even have uh, have independent running and you can still have a doctor come in or you can have a medication reminder or you can have, you know, Uncle Joe's visit pop up. So you get reminded um, you, you can you can basically uh, get notifications no matter what channel, what input you can be running Roku. You could be, you know, anything. So that is really powerful. And it's all about simplicity. Two things. You know, two things we do better than anyone else, in our opinion, is engagement, remote and overall engagement. But how we do it is equally important, the simplicity of how we do it. So credit to LG for that. If you don't have an LG TV, then you just you add this in your community. So communities may not have to go out and buy LG TVs right off the bat. Although if I'm a VAR and I'm involved in the sale and the equipment of a TV during of a, of a, a community during the planning phase, for instance, it's a no-brainer. Make it LG TVs. There's no further installation. Everything's built in. So that's part of the VAR. If you're in early enough in the cycle that maybe you're doing broadband support, maybe you're doing wiring support, maybe you're doing you know, any kind of electrical work, you say, hey, by the way, make sure you have LG TVs. We'll be talking about that to you later when everything's built. So you, you know, make the operations easier. And it's a selling tool. When you go, somebody's deciding between your community and somebody else, the VAR should 
mention, hey, if you tell people after your dining experience and after you play bingo and after, you know, you spend your day with us, uh, you come back to your room and you shut the door, you may be alone, even your first night, but you're never going to be lonely. You know, your daughter can wish you good night right on the TV. You don't have to learn anything new. To your point, uh, John, about your mom, you don't have to like learn how to use a tablet, buy a tablet, etc. Yeah, real nice. And by the way, you can get those LG t- <laughs> displays right here at Blue Star. But in, in all that's seriousness, right. that's the, you know that is that is a, that's a coup. So congratulations yeah. uh, for getting that kind of integration. But that's yeah. the kind of platform, right? Yep. Uh, that you can walk in the door and, and have those conversations. We do. We have a lot of digital signage folks out there that are probably getting into these conversations. Maybe it's a refresh of screens that is happening in some kind of senior care facility. Keep that in mind because yeah. now when yeah. you're walking in the door, you have yet another thing that you can offer this this platform yep. this robust platform that you can they, they, that can enable engagement pretty exactly. powerful and, and kudos yeah, to yeah. lg dean, for having a, go ahead yeah credit to them and dean that's a great point about digital signage i don't know if i mentioned that as part of the collection of uh, services that we have including broadcast message and so forth but if you're a digital signage company and bar you go in again make it lg because not only can you get digital signage they're already leaders in that market anyway we actually have digital signage as part of our platform as well and if you include independent as digital signage, then suddenly somebody has all these other services they can add through you. So you can go in with digital signage, but you suddenly say, by the way, I have all these other things that you may not have th- thought about outside of your common area, you know, 10 TVs in every room. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There you go. Well, there's a lesson there about getting ahead of a curve. Right. Pay attention to trends and yes. getting on board before everybody else is. And then you can get, you know, singled out on a podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or how do you increase your tech stack? It's through things yeah, like this. exactly. This Very is how you so. do it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, before we wrap up with our value to the VAR, I want to, first of all, as always, thank our Tech Connect sponsors. We appreciate your support of the show. We could not do this without you. Hey, if you uh, like what you hear here and you want to uh, yeah. give us a little bit of feedback, okay, a few ways you can do that. One, like and subscribe on YouTube. Yep. Uh, we're always happy to hear from you. Leave us a comment on this Absolutely. video. Tell us what you thought of this particular episode. If you listen on any of the, the, the various audio-only podcast platforms, which I think just more were just data that I can connect us to today, mm. so I'm going to keep expanding oh, that really? network yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, leave us a review. If there's any option, especially on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think of the show. That's how people find us. Exactly. It helps people find us. And for that matter, share the show. If you mm-hmm. like it and you've got another colleague in the mm-hmm. same space in the VAR channel somewhere, share the, the podcast with them. Share a couple of your favorite episodes. Send it to your parent. <laughs> 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 who might be looking for some of that, right? There so that they can yeah. demand that at their senior Yeah, that care, wouldn't really right? work for me. It'd be like, okay, mom, so, okay, first of all, we need internet, we need a smartphone, we need a podcast app, you're going to need some headphones. Like, no, I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, uh, so, uh, but yes, please share it. And, and hey, of course, as always, if you want to connect with us, want to tell us what you like about the show, give us some suggestions. There's always a link in the show notes mm-hmm. for topic submissions. And just for submitting an idea for the show, we will send you a Tech Connect podcast t-shirt just for letting us know what you are here about. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at Tech Connect Pod. You can also email us techconnect at bluestarinc.com. All right, let's wrap things up here, as always. Uh, first of all, with the value to the VAR. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this is where we like to give a little takeaway to our yep, audience. Right. And I feel like we've kind of explained a lot of this already about what we you should be thinking right. about yep. and doing in order to go out and sell this kind of technology. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Keanu, let's let's maybe kind of wrap it up and give a quick takeaway about what VARs should be looking for, what should they be asking about, what they should be doing with their customers in this particular part of healthcare, and how does Independent going to go in and help them out? Sure. So uh, we have built a platform around what we call the care recipient. And that person has different names in different parts of the industry, participant, member, client, resident, patient. And so if you're a bar that uh, your customers take care of someone, whether it's down, like I said, down the hall or down the street or, you know, in a neighborhood, uh, in a building or not, then uh, we can provide some compelling uh, value add for them and compelling ROI on the operational side, staffing. Uh, services to the person, as well as the quality of life of the person. So that's that's at a high level. Uh, we're a subscription-based uh, um, organization, so that's how we make our money is based on subscriptions, and we share that annuity with the VARs. So we're very much a channel-centric, channel-savvy um, uh, company. So if a VAR comes, uh, you have a place with us, and our model supports you financially. So it you know it's a gift that keeps giving as a subscription. So you might have very low margins maybe on a sale of a piece of hardware, 
but with us, you know, you can have a five-year deal with that company and uh, it's your deal and it's your customer that we get to support. So those are two quick differentiators of how we would uh, work with the bar. The, the markets are senior living, that's independent living, assisted living, any kind of PACE programs. If you're involved with the state-run, you know, health, Medicare, Medi-Cal type uh, service, we would help there. Um, what's called special need programs. Um, uh, I mentioned home care, home health. Uh, all of these are organizations that take care of folks and, and would benefit from the platform. Very nice. Perfect. I mean, right. And mm -hmm. recurring revenue. <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't like getting a check in the mail? If you can just open the door to Independa in, the, in these areas, you utilize them, obviously, up front, as we talked about here. Yep. Uh, but what a great way to seriously add stickiness to the customer base in uh, in a really, truly robust platform that you're walking in the door with. A, a solid solution. Yep, yeah. exactly. No notes. I got nothing to add to that. There That's you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's wrap up, as always, with our favorite segment, What's Tech Connecting With You? Yep. This is where we're going to talk about something from the world of science, technology, innovation, business, yes. something that's got our attention, something we're reading about, maybe using, just something that's caught our eye. So Keanu, I'll let you start. What's tech connecting with you right now? Well, I'm going to share with you, this is very topical. Today, I read uh, the Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 have left the heliosphere, which uh, apparently is basically where the sun has some influence of some sort of gases billions of miles away. And they're on their way to like never ever land uh, in space and time. And I was thinking, you know, 1977, I put that on my, um, it was a Facebook thing. And a gentleman uh, wrote back that his dad worked on the Voyager. Wow. Uh, and, and for NASA. So that was like, I, I got goosebumps. And the point I made was long after we're gone and possibly long after this earth is gone, <laughs> these two are still going to be out there going out. So kudos to NASA and kudos to mankind for like having uh, having these two, uh, I guess, tech platforms in a way. Uh, <laughs> still kicking strong. Yeah. Unbelievable. I've always found those fascinating. Yeah, I was reading an article on that as well. I think mm -hmm. I think I have this right. Talk about our need for instant communication. I was reading <laughs> that in order to communicate with those, it takes 20 hours right. and like 43 minutes for right, a signal right. to get there and then the equal to come back. And that's so only going to get longer. It's a two, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's a two day process to, I mean, can you imagine just how many of these people just sitting around <laughs> waiting for the message to come back on this? We, I, we live in a world where people freak out when they see the three dots show up, someone's <laughs> responding and then they stop and don't respond for another 20 minutes. Like people are like, what are you going to say? Hey, what are you doing? Are you, I mean, this is worse than like when the internet first started and you're doing the handshake, you know, and you're waiting. That's totally like, what should happen. When they send a message, there should oh just be like man. dot, dot, dots coming back from Voyager yeah, and they just yeah. have to sit there and watch that for 20 hours. But in all seriousness, kudos to those engineers. Those things have been blasted, oh, yeah. flying through space, you know, for 45 years. Right. Unbelievable. I think there was an, another issue, right? The, the Something on the communication side, the antenna wasn't. Yeah. You know, I saw like right a, or something a, like a that. random blurb come across like my headlines or whatever it's yeah, like you right. know scientists have had a weird message weird. from that's voyager it. one or yeah, something yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah, well yeah. i gotta read that later right so. <laughs> well that's what it's all about you know what the thing that, it's still gonna go on i you know it doesn't matter it could stop it could whatever it's just gonna keep going that's amazing it someday, is amazing someday some alien race is gonna find that that are break out that gold record on there yeah and they're gonna like have some some uh, like entire like breakdown of our society and be like well we know these people went extinct three billion years ago, but we've got this information about yeah. them. God, so. I, I hope it's something like that and not like some sp alien spaceship flying through <laughs> whatever, and they, they uh, hit it like a little road, like a road rock. And it's like, you know, us going down the highway, <laughs> right. ding, you hear something hit your car, ding, and it's like, oh, what was that? Oh, I don't know. Keep uh, driving. That was the entirety of human history. <laughs> No biggie. So I hope it's not that. Exactly. <laughs> I hope they do pause and say, hey, wait a minute. We're also not like the uh, the premise of Star Trek, the motion picture, where some alien species found it and oh, like absorbed yeah, it yeah. Yes. and then came flying to Earth. And we're just like, we're going to destroy you destroy because we you. don't know better about you right now. And yeah. <laughs> Although I always thought that was a very cool V'ger was what it called itself because yes, yes. the O Y A was like scraped yeah. off on the on the the satellite. Yeah, right. I think that was that was the one with the whales. Also, wasn't that the one? No, with that the was that was Star Trek Four actually, but it was a similar kind of premise. It was just a weird probe that got sent here to talk to whales because the they couldn't talk to us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we good just, stuff. That was, that was our nerd moment there. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dean, what's that connecting with you right now? Uh, do you have a hard time keeping your burritos wrapped? 
Yeah. I okay, mean, yeah, so I Johns Hopkins students at John, Johns Hopkins have come up and designed the first edible tape that can be used <laughs> on food. Instead of re-engineering the napkin or something like that, okay. these folks, this team of chemical and bio, uh, biomolecular engineer students have developed a new product that they call Tasty Tape. <laughs> <laughs> and that I remember is, bubble tape. I don't well, think that well, there was you go. The product useful. is delivered. You know, it comes in two-inch uh, cut strips. And if you see the picture online, you use a burrito with this piece of tape on it. Basically, right, it looks right. like a piece of tape. You know, you apply a little bit of water, and that's I guess that's what makes it sticky. You know, when I first read, it, I'm like, no, I don't want tape on it because you know, sticky and, right, and anything right. like that. But they 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 claim that goes away and okay. stuff like that. And so you can use it to kind of keep the burrito nice and nice. But oh, of course, there's other uses for it too. You got. A, a cake that's falling apart. Maybe you use this tape. Oh, yeah. Uh, pull okay. It back together. Okay. Those kind of other culinary fails. As Presentation can get a little better. Yes. Yeah. So, would you be eating something if it had an edible tape on it? I don't know. Keon, are you um, eating tasty tape? I'm, I'm thinking that you just find that with Beyond Meat and you just eat the tape and be done with it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just make tape. <laughs> there you go. You know, I think of Johns Hopkins. Yeah, I think of Johns Hopkins as being out there, like you know, coming up with you know the next cutting edge yes. medical technology right. and like curing trying cancer. to cure cancer. Yes. And, yeah, right. now they're making edible tape. <laughs> Hey, we, now, we were working on that cancer thing, but yeah. then somebody's burrito fell apart. The, the we decided, nope, stop. we got to work on molecular this. team over here got really bored with that, and they were pissed at their burritos. So they came up with a solution. I don't uh, know. I guess yeah. so. All right. Well, anyway, what's tech connecting with you, John? Uh, so, you know, we, cause we've, we've been talking a little bit about social isolation and yes. you know, mental health and all that yes. stuff. Well, let's be honest. One of the biggest... Uh, contributors to, you know, social problems mm -hmm. and mental health can be social media. Yes. Uh, in particular, platforms like Instagram. Yes. Uh, and, and any other, like, photo-type platforms where everybody's out there right. showing beautiful, yes. wonderful exactly. pictures of themselves. Photoshopped, filtered. Never yes. mind that they took 600 photos in order to find that one perfect <laughs> one and ran it through 6 million filters right. to That's make right. it look great. Uh, so there's a there's a new app, which honestly, the sad thing is, this is not the first time someone's tried this, but there's a new app called Be Real ah. that is catching on apparently with college students right now. Okay. The premise of this is that once a day, only once a day, in a two-minute window at a random time of day, it basically pings you, the app pings you and says, hey, what you take doing? a photo of yourself, you take a selfie and a front camera photo, so, you know, of you and what's in front of you right now and post it online for your friends. Okay. And the idea being like, you know, don't spend the time to, you know, to make yourself look perfect. Mm -hmm. Got to happen now. Don't pose Randomly. and stage everything. Right. Yeah, don't don't right. make it look like your life is more glamorous than it actually is. Just be real mm. and be who you are at the okay. moment. And, and I like that concept in theory. But apparently, okay. I'm reading this article. As always, I always post these links in our <laughs> show notes. I'm reading this article from Vox, and they're talking about how there's been previous apps that have tried to do these anti-Instagram apps that try to do the same mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. They all inevitably fail because mm -hmm. in the end, people still just want to <laughs> engage with the stuff where they think everybody has perfect lives, even though oh, deep down, we should all know we don't, but we still feel bad because ours so are perfect. we're shallow is what you're saying. Yeah, we're yeah. as a society. Yeah. So basically, it was just kind of this it's interesting article kind of suggesting the like, hey, this all sounds great, but we, we still are too far down the rabbit hole to really get away from the problems that these types of apps cause. And that even then, even something like this, it may just encourage people to just be on 24-7. I was just like about to go there. They I have can, to be ready at all I can see somebody times. just sitting there the whole time, right. all gussied up, ready right. to go, or whatever now, granted, it is. Technically, by the way this this app is defined in the way people expect it to be, mm -hmm. I you would I guess if you saw someone doing that, you would probably call them out as a poser or something. Oh, I like, see. stop I it. You're you. not being yeah, real yeah, yeah, right yeah, now right, or whatever. Right, 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 right. But, you know, again, like, it's, you know, it's, it's apparently right now is the second most downloaded, successful app, most downloaded really? app uh, on the App Store after TikTok. So it's it's going through a thing right now. Okay. It's the it it's app of the moment that's okay. not TikTok right now. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend reading the article because they talk about some of the previous attempts to do stuff like mm -hmm. this and and again, how things can kind of go wrong and and whether this still reflects oddly on our, you know, need for social gratification and the desire to share so much about ourselves and even in our real once moments. again though an app that's not made for middle-aged guys because no what no, do you want me to be no. real about no I mean, one it's, yeah, yeah if, I, if, if, if it just pinged right now i'm like it's me podcast that probably be the most interesting that would thing be interesting right yeah that would be interesting. the rest of it's just me just sitting in front of a computer probably with like a chip in my mouth or yeah right and you know like <laughs> doing work here's my same view that i've had for the last three oh, hours yeah oh so. man
So there, that's that's what's technically with me right now, um, right. and a, a technology that I probably won't get into. Very well. So. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Kian Sanae from Independent, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate having Thanks, you on the Keon. show. It's my pleasure, John and Dean. That was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Hey, until next time, folks. Uh, first of all, if you know someone in, uh, you know, senior living, yeah, or assisted absolutely. care, maybe make some recommendations to mm-hmm. their facilitators to go out and look into this technology. Yes. Tell them you absolutely. want to stay connected. Yeah. Uh, and uh, maybe download the Be Real app and take some candid photos of yourself or just do it anyway. Fair enough. Post it to Instagram. Right. Because that's a thing now, too. That is a thing. Like everyone's like, this is my authentic self. Yeah. Uh, and as always, folks, please stay connected. The TechNet Podcast is brought to you by ELO. Uh, enhanced patient care everywhere it matters. ELO offers touchscreen product solutions for a variety of healthcare applications, ranging from nurse stations and patient education to patient check-in and pharmacy checkout. I think we've talked a little bit about the Man. importance of technology in the patient care Absolutely. realm Absolutely, and touch is everywhere in that realm, right? Exactly. So, yes. Yeah. We want them to be able to touch things. Absolutely. We're touching again. We decided that a couple episodes back. <laughs> We're touching and things And if you're going to touch, you, know, you have to touch on a professional monitor like you. That's right. Man, you brought that in better than I could have. Wow. Uh, streamline healthcare administration and enhance the patient experience with ELO's versatile solutions. Uh, look, like always, this grouchy old misanthrope here mm-hmm. is always looking for opportunities to do self-service. Good point. Yes. So give me all the interactive screens yes. you can, other than the doctor themselves. <laughs> oh, you don't want that to be a self-touch screen? No. Uh, yeah. No, not no. so much. Uh, yeah, that would be a little weird. Like just yeah. a, like a bot comes rolling right. in with a screen. I mean, I understand telehealth, but like if I'm going to the doctor, yeah. I kind of want the real person. To real show person. Up. But anything else around there? Yeah, I don't okay. trust. I don't trust some mechanical thing to like you know. Put <laughs> Not a yet. Thing in my mouth or something. <laughs> say say <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, Elo's healthcare solutions include the M50 mobile Android computer, the O3 series medical grade monitors, large format signage, all-in-one touch computers, and much more. To learn more, visit Elo's microsite on bluestarinc.com or contact your Blue Star account manager. TechNet Podcast is also brought to you by Zebra. Building on the highly successful, that's a lot to say there, highly successful. You're building up the anticipation. Zebra's word is not mine, but I'm assuming they're correct. Yes. The highly successful TC52HC, the TC52XHC series, offers two models that help caregivers complete tasks faster and more accurately to improve the quality of care and the patient experience. Are you catching a theme here? That is right, by the way. And that that they have, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, The TC52XHC and the TC52AXHC with Wi-Fi 6. Mm -hmm. Featuring Zebra technology, software, and services, these enterprise devices offer the full suite of mobility DNA solutions that deliver a performance edge and better patient engagement or better patient care Mm -hmm. for clinicians. Built with medical-grade plastics and designed to thrive in healthcare environments, as makes sense. Absolutely. The TC52X mobile computers can perform all tasks, including accessing electronic health records, clinical collaboration, secure texting, messaging, and data yep. capture yep. through one device without compromising on patient privacy or data security. Did Two you say Wi-Fi 6, by the way? That's how that all happens. That's one more than Wi-Fi 5. You got that right. Yeah. Uh, designed to healthcare, de- designed with healthcare grade materials, the TC52X allow continuous cleaning and disinfecting throughout multiple shifts every day, with over 30 cleaners that are used in hospitals today to protect against healthcare associated mm-hmm. infections or HAIs for short. Ooh, I don't want to get one of those. No, we don't want. I those. hear those are those nasty. are bad. No, those yeah. are bad. Yeah. To learn more, check out the link in the show notes or contact your Blue Star Zebra representative. <laughs>